We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, good to have you with us. Hour number two of a Schedule 3 kicking off right here, right now. In the nation's capital and beyond via the Odyssey app. 301 Haven't had a chance, really, uh, to uh, hit the phones just yet. We will in just a sec. You want to talk about the Caps season opener? Connor McMichael, we had him. Let's do that. Also, also, are you more excited about the opening of the capital season as opposed to another commander Sunday, which I mean, we can't sit here and say there's nothing to worry about. There's nothing to fear. Of course there is. There's actually more to fear in some ways because the Falcons have better weapons or a more distributed set of weapons as opposed to the bears, which had, Justin Fields, DJ Moore, and then a couple of guys down a notch and yet tore up this defense. I hope, because it's not on a short week, you hope because it's on the road, you hope because they got their asses kicked that it's a much better performance. I won't say effort performance on Sunday in Atlanta. But Jay Gruden, as you heard, talking about how there's a sense of panic in his eyes. And while everyone talks about the defense as a whole and Jack Del Rio, and he did mention Del Rio, he goes, I don't know what's going on over there. Remember, he did not obviously cross over with Del Rio. I would just say this, that while everyone is focused on Emmanuel Forbes and the linebackers, it's not that the defensive line has been bad. They just have not been dominant enough. If you think about it, right, in week one against Arizona, they took over that game midway through the third quarter, Montez Sweat specifically, and that was without Chase. And they choked the life out of a meager offense. In game two, week two at Denver, they were horrific for the first quarter and a half on defense. And then Jamin Davis punches a ball out of Russell Wilson's hand. They recover it. And all of a sudden, the defense comes alive. 
a bunch of three and outs. We remember Deron Payne, that one series. One, two, three, boom, get your ass out of here. And then they gave up the late touchdown on the Hail Mary to make it a lot closer than it really was, but still, that counts. But all in all, a pretty good defensive performance. Even week three against Buffalo. Game was 16-0 going into the fourth quarter. Now, they didn't make any, like, game-changing plays, but, again, you felt fairly okay with the defensive line and the defense in general. Some worries, some concerns, but since that point, it's been on like Donkey Kong. And again, I don't just go based on what pro football focus tells me. Again, they have them all graded in the 70s outside of Jonathan Allen. I would, if I was just doing grades based on my eyes, I would have them all in the 60s outside of Chase, who I would probably have in the 70s. But that's just my eyes. And I don't know, and I don't watch every single snap over again and break it down 10 ways to Sunday. I'm just telling you how I feel. It's not bad. It's just not good enough. So where are you at on the defensive line specifically? We know where you're at on the defense as a whole, on Jack Del Rio, on Ron Rivera. We're not talking about that. Where are you at on the defensive line? That's what I want to know. 301-230-0980. 301-230-0980. Let's kick it off on the phones uh, with Tippy and Wheaton. What's up, Tippy? How are you? Connor McMichael, my new favorite capital. There you go. Great interview. a boy. Great interview. Thank you, Tip. What's up, Rooster? How are you, pal? Thanks. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Shout out to Maddie and all y'all. Yes, Rooster, sir. just chill with a salad and a Diet Coke. <laughs> I'm going to tell you about a team that always seems to choke. They call them the Washington Commanders. They haven't been no good since the days of Ricky Sanders. They practice soft like a flag football team. They lose to a bunch of bums. It's enough to make you scream, shout. I'm going to tell you what it's all about. They never gang tackle. You better pray for this team next time you go by the chapel. Hey, this team needs some imagination, like Jimi Hendrix at Woodstock playing the national anthem. They need to play mean, like a gang led by Charles Manson. Rooster, let me tell you, you're definitely the man from Connecticut to Oklahoma. With respect, you treat the fans. Hey, I'm Tippy from Wheaton. I got plenty to say. Throw those stupid black uniforms away. The coach on the sidelines, when his arms are crossed, that's the signal to the fans that we're headed for a loss. The game plan is so old. The coaches ought to wear beepers. They might as well dress the team in black high-top sneakers. Hey, I make, I say make hail to the W and Sabah, co-GM. This poet's on fire because it's tippy on the pen. Hey, you hear my words? You better say amen. I'm so pissed. I'll end with this. They might as well make a new head coach. 
Taylor Swift. <laughs> oh, Tippy. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Well done, Tip. I can't. I could never write something like that. I mean, there was some good alliteration there. There was some good rhyming there. I like it. I like it. We have some creative entries over the last, I mean, between Dr. Sabah's uh, song, and she said she has one for Taylor Heineke. So I still want to hear that, even though Taylor Heineke is not going to play, certainly at the beginning of the game. Uh, maybe if Desmond Ritter really stinks or if he gets injured, uh, then we'll see Heineke. But other than that, Heineke's not playing. He'll be in uniform. He'll be there. But that was pretty good. 301-230-0980. Your thoughts on the defensive line, on the commander's defensive line specifically. Again, good, fine, below average, great. How do you see it? Again, they take over, they took over parts of games one and two against subpar offenses. Since that point, there's been some flickers. Even in Philadelphia, there were times where you felt, okay, all right, I see you. Whether it was sweat, pain, I, you know, and, and again, it wasn't enough for many of those guys. Chase obviously had a pretty good game that day. And then Thursday night, you really didn't get much of anything outside of Chase. And, it, it you know, look, James Smith-Williams, Casey Tuhill, nice reserves, but not enough to move the needle. And they have been thin up the middle. If you play a lot of your five-man front, you know, you, you don't really, without Obata and without Fedari Mathis, who's been hurt his entire NFL career, you're in some trouble. All right, let's get to Chris in Damascus next up on the Team 980. What up, Chris? How are you? I'm fine, thank you. I have a comment about the defensive line, but first let me say this real quick about Bryce Harper. I'm a base, big baseball fan, I know. and um, he was set to be traded in 17 before the trade deadline. To Houston. To, to Houston. Yep. Rizzo had a trade, but I guess the learners kind of did what the Angels did here this year with Shohei. I think they were hoping. They offered him a contract of earned money, all that. I'm like, that's not important. But that he was set to be traded, I'm just trying to clear Rizzo a little bit here because it wasn't his fault at all, and he would have looked similar to Soto. We would have traded with Houston. Look at all the talent there. We could have could have maybe had. But anyway, and so I just root for baseball. Period. Um, to the commander, I, mean, I I like the hockey. I'm ready. I don't. I'm getting into it slowly but surely. Attaboy. And um, uh, the. Uh, Command. Oh, this will tie into it. Their best commodity right now, dollars per pound or whatever if you want to put it. Somehow we need to protect the nerd term because I think we, if we do it, if things break right, he's that's what we need and at a cheap price. The defensive line. I just can say this. I don't understand. It's usually Allen or Payne getting double teamed. What the hell? Why aren't Young and Sweat getting home? And I don't understand it well enough to know. I don't know if they're trying to keep contained or what, but I agree with that. all that. They should be doing much better. Thank well, you. Yeah, I appreciate the phone call, Chris. Thank you. I, I, I mean, here's the deal. I, like, Chase Young, to me, is making the impact that I expect him to make from a pass-rushing perspective. Now, we can sit here and pick apart 
other things, run defense, all that, holding the edge, sealing the edge, being out of place. He is making the impact. That doesn't mean every single snap. That doesn't mean sack after sack after sack. That doesn't mean that he's better than the Bosa, the flying Bosa brothers. That doesn't mean he's better than um, uh, Miles Garrett or anything like that. But he is making the impact that he needs to make. I truly believe that. Through four games for him, five games for the team. Again, can he be a little bit better in some? Sure. Like, in this last three games, not the first two games, the last three games, I have not seen anywhere near enough from the other three. Anywhere near. And not everybody can get double-teamed. You can't double-team Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, and Montez Sweat. Somebody's got to be getting one, you know, one-on-ones. And not enough people are getting pressure, hits, or home. Outside of Chase Young. And I'm sorry. Like, I know that's what he's supposed to be doing. But they're supposed to be doing it too. This is supposed to be a wrecking ball of a defensive line. And instead, quite honestly, they're playing like they're wrecked. Not good enough. Not impactful enough. Not consistent enough. I don't need you to take over a game midway through the third quarter against a terrible offense. I need you to take over a game against a really good offense. Or a offense that hadn't done much of anything coming into your own home building and lights you up like a Christmas tree. That's what I need you to do. Uh, let's get to... Uh, where are we going here? Uh, let's go to Derek in Capitol Heights. What's up, Derek? How are you, pal? Hey, how you doing, uh, Chris? All right, Derek, what's going on, um, man? I totally agree with you with the defensive line. Um, I'm not really I, – I forgot what website it was, but on another show they mentioned that we are 26 in in um, pressures in the entire NFL. If your D-line is – again, I know sometimes draft doesn't matter, but if your D-line is all first-round picks – you cannot be almost last in the NFL in getting pressures. And I know everyone wants to get sacks, but to me, pressures are just as important as getting sacks because then you you push a quarterback into making snap decisions, quick decisions. Some are great at it. Most of them are not. That's when you can force the turnovers and mistakes. And that's just unacceptable. It's not we're not getting enough pressure. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll, good, I, I don't know anybody. who had that exact statistic, so I have to find that. But I believe it. But I'll give you P, you know PFF, which you know again, and a lot of people think PFF grades are wrong. Whatever, I, I think they do a good job. You know, they grade every snap, all that. Just to give you like to to color it a little bit, they have them as a mm-hmm. team. Their pass rush, seventeenth overall. A 71 out of 100 behind the Giants, the Chargers, the Jets, what have you. Um, now, the, the 49ers mm-hmm. are, are a 90.9. They're number one overall. Dallas, Cleveland, all that. Here's the thing, Derek. Like, if I told you before the year that through five games, they'd be on the – they'd be below the the midway line, if you will, around the NFL in terms of pass rush, however you want to track it, metrics, pass rush, win rate, all that stuff – 
If I told you they'd even be in the second half of the league, like nobody would have believed you. Nobody. And yet here they are. No matter what metric you use, it's not good enough. And 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 that's with Chase, I think, looking way better than I was expecting. And I think most people were expecting. I agree. I agree. Um, but we'll see. They have you can't I almost want to say you can't do any worse, but you can, but you can, yeah. They should be able to improve. They should be able to improve. I Thanks, Chris. I appreciate you, Derek, as always. Uh thank you. Um and we'll have more calls coming up in j- just a flash. But you know again, listen, I, I, I don't judge everything based on numbers and analytics. I use it to create context, right? So before Paulie calls up and says, Oh, you know, Rufio, you're always trying to da, 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 da. I'm just trying to paint a a word picture, right? Um, Because sometimes data helps what your eyes are seeing and what your voice is trying to share. And what I'm trying to say is, like, it's, it's been good at times, but it's been missing in action way too often. Not good enough. Not good enough is how I would describe it. Good at times... Not good enough. Not impactful enough. And I just don't know anybody, anyone, that can tell me, nope, you're missing the point. You're missing the boat. They've been really good. They've been kicking ass and taking names. And it's not only pass rush. They also haven't been good at controlling quarterbacks and their rushing yardage. Think Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen and even Justin Fields a little bit. They've been poor at keeping them in the pocket. And on top of that, like last week, again, I know it's not that big of a deal in the grand scope of things, but Khalil Herbert was kicking their ass before he got hurt. And on two third and seven plays, he ripped off a nine-yard run and a 13-yard run. Unacceptable. Unacceptable in every way. And it starts up front with your war daddies, and right now, They have a bunch of sillies. Not enough war daddies, a bunch of sillies. 219 on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. Back in a flash with more of your calls. Hang tight. We're coming at everybody. Again, Al Snow, star of Netflix's Wrestlers, coming up on the show later on. And uh, also the co-owner of Ohio Valley Wrestling and legendary WWE and ECW performer. Uh, over the course of his career. That's coming up later on before 4 o'clock right here on the Team 980. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. 
Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, we'll get back to the calls in just a sec. To Derek and Capital Heights' point, it is ESPN's uh, pass rush win right uh, win rate thing that the Commanders are 26th overall in the NFL at a pass rush win rate of just 35%. Meaning, 35% of the time is how they are, analytically speaking, winning their pass rush as a unit. Okay. Okay, Uh, they are worse than that in terms of, uh, where is it here? In terms of RSWR, run stop win rate, 27%. That's 31st in the NFL. That's all you need to know. It starts and it doesn't end. But it starts with those guys up front. And you can't double-team everybody. You can't. And they are getting beat off the snap. And when you get beat off the snap, what do you think is going to happen to a struggling secondary that is confused, that's playing young players? That is going against DJ Moore and um, AJ Brown and Stefan Diggs. What do you think is going to happen? All right, back to the calls we go. Uh, let's go to, uh, I think Jonesy is next up. What up, Jonesy? How are you? Hey, hey how you doing, Russell on the radio? All right, Jones. Take what's going job. on, pal? Listen up, man. Look, um, I like everything that old Jay Gruden said, man. I mean, the dude is getting my ear more and more. And I've heard him for like now four times in a row. And I go bing, bang, bong. And when I go bing, bang, bong, you hitting on something, which means you hitting on all cylinders to me. And he's right. Four first round picks, he drafted three of them. They should be on point on everything, man. And they're not. We got to pick up the pace. But so I thought about it for what it's worth. It's the guy that's doing the teaching. That's the problem. That's where we need that. We, we need we need a new teacher in the classroom because those first four rounds, the year before, seemed like they were scholars last year or tag group students, if you will. And now all of a sudden they're wearing dunce caps? Come on, we got a problem. And they're not getting home, and they're not pretty much getting off blocks, and they're not getting home to the quarterback, they're not stopping the run on the way to the quarterback. So, okay, what is it? It's not them. I believe it's the teacher. So we got to take change, switch out the teacher. Once we switch out the teacher, defensive coordinator, defensive line coach, whoever that is, then we'll be back. 
All right, here's my here's right my again. here's my quick question to you, Jonesy. I understand everything you just said, and clearly yes, something needs to change. But why did it work last year for the most part without Chase, and it's not working this it, year? That, last year, okay, was was a thing of its own. Okay, now we had what Chase out, right? Okay, yep. we had some other guys in. And maybe, you know, the message may be stale with the teacher we got, so we might need a new message. I mean, that's that's, that's probably the Something's easiest tough. answer. I just, you know, what I always wonder about is why, if it's always the coaching, and I appreciate you as always, Jonesy, if it's always the coaching, which 99% of people are blaming Jack Del Rio and Ron Rivera for, then if it was always the coaching, you wouldn't have the year-to-year, game-to-game, week-to-week changes and flows you just wouldn't so that makes me always think it's more about the player than the coaching and it's impossible for me to prove that and nobody was was willing to believe it and I'm not saying the coaching isn't some of the problem of course it is but is it possible that even really talented players are just not are in a little bit of a rut or are losing to better players, better offensive lines? Yeah, it's possible. Certainly possible against the Eagles and the Bills. I did not think it was possible necessarily against the Bears. Uh, let's get to Hall of Famer, Danny. What up, Danny? How are you? I'm good, Chris. How are you doing? Doing Excited good, Danny. about tomorrow, you know, a little disappointed about last Thursday. You know, there was uh, – that was a tough one, you know, to see them play that bad at home. Yes, it was. For anybody that had to pay for that, ooh, ooh, feel bad. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited about the Caps. I mean, uh, I, I'm hoping that, you know, with the core of the of the, of the older guys, hopefully they'll all stay healthy, you know, I'm I'm concerned about uh, T.J. Oshie, and I hope he can make it through a whole season. He hasn't been able to do that the last at least two years. You know, he's had multi-injuries. Yeah. Oh, and, he's had uh, he's had a bunch he, of little, you know, like, I mean, just constant. Like, every time you think he's just getting going, there's something else that comes up. And you got to worry about Backstrom, too. I mean, you know, is he ever going to be what Nicky Backstrom was? Um you know, uh, there was not a lot of signs of that, quite honestly, even after the surgery. But you hope that with a full off season yeah. and normal healing, you hope that he's somewhat close to what he used to be. Yeah, I mean, I'm most excited about uh, Carberry. I I think he's going to bring a lot of new energy to the team. He he's been here, be- you know he he knows a lot of these players. He was in the yep. system for a while, and. Um, I think that helps. You know, oh, no doubt. Bringing him, bringing him back. No doubt. No doubn. Are you going to be there tomorrow night, Danny? I will be in the building tomorrow night. Yeah, yep. boy. I'll be working tomorrow night. Uh, I'll uh, probably run into you, I'm sure. Oh, I'll catch up with you. Sounds yeah. good. Uh, yep, sounds so. good. Always uh, Enjoy the rest of your Thursday. Always good to hear from you, Danny. Uh, that's our guy uh, right there. All right, we'll get to more of your calls. I see uh, Sage. I see Dean. I see... Um, uh, Mark and Largo, Nate, Billy, we'll get to all of you as quickly as we can. Just hang tight. Uh, again, Al Snow coming up. But first, a trending alert. All right, Thursday night football. It's the Kansas City Chiefs at Arrowhead against the Denver Broncos. Broncos 
have not beaten the Chiefs in 15 straight. Don't expect them to win tonight. Travis Kelsey is expected to play. And guess what? Yay! Taylor Swift is expected to be in the house, which means you're going to have old Al Michaels talking about Taylor Swift. Woo! Yay! How fun! And uh, Frank Clark may or may not be in the lineup tonight. Uh, He's expected to get either released or traded after they reworked his contract, and he was a member of the Kansas City Chiefs. So maybe you'll just stay in Kansas City and go back to them. Who knows? 7.30, the coverage, 106.7, the fan and the Odyssey app tonight for Thursday night football. And you also have the Atlanta Braves and the Philadelphia Phillies in game four of the NLDS. That's the only baseball game on tonight as they all wound up in sweeps. Philly one win away from returning to the NLCS, and that's what's trending. Just flipping through the ESPN uh, stats and uh, analytics and whatever the hell they call it, edge pass rush win rate, win, edge pass rush win rate ranking. That's a lot to say. That's a lot to say. Um, so they list the top twenty edge defenders in pass rush win rate. And you go down the list and you say, okay, I don't know the guy at number one. He plays in Seattle. Uh, Boy Mafe or whatever his name is. I know Bradley Chubb was traded to Den- from Denver to Miami last year. He's number two at 31%. Micah Parsons, 30%. Miles Garrett, 29%. Will Anderson Jr., the third overall pick, 29%. Troy Hendrickson, Cincinnati, 28%. Brian Burns, uh, Samson Ekubom. Of Indianapolis is eight. Bryce Huff of the Jets, Jadavion Clowney. Huff was the kid that made uh, part of the big play uh, against Denver and Russell Wilson, which led to the final Jets touchdown, uh, which we were so enamored with at the beginning of the week. Jadavion Clowney, the vet, still at 24% for the now Baltimore Ravens. He's number 10. Notice a trend so far. You haven't heard any commanders. Hassan Reddick after Arden Key, Nick Bosa is 13th at a pass rush win rate of 23%. Zedarius Smith, Leonard Floyd, a Buffalo, T.J. Watt, Pittsburgh, 16. Uh, uh, Daryl Taylor, also of Miami. Uh, Uchenna and Wosi, uh, also of Seattle. So a couple of Seahawks on this list. Now, again, when you sack Daniel Jones 11 times, that's going to happen, okay? You're obviously winning a bunch of your pass rushes. Um, but there's no commanders. Top 20. And it goes all the way down to 20%. I thought Chase would have been in this, but apparently not. And they also list double teams, right? How many times said pass rusher has been double teamed? Like, for instance, Micah Parsons has won 30% of his pass rushes. He's been double teamed, according to ESPN Analytics, 31% of the time. He's number three on the list. He wasn't even that good the other night. I mean, San Francisco basically mauled him. And yet, he's still number three on the list. And so you say, well, surely, 
Chris, with all the money that they've invested the commanders at defensive tackle, they got to show up there, right? Well, no, actually, they don't. And I'm not going to go down the whole list in the interest of time, but Daquan Jones, who's now hurt and probably out for the year for Buffalo, was number one on the list. Pass rush win rate, 27%. Jalen Carter of the Eagles, number two. And then a bunch of other guys, including Quinn and Williams, Javon Hargrave, uh, Andrew Billings, who had a fairly nice game for the Bears the other night, so on and so forth. And you see, no commanders. And that's just the point. When you are over-investing in your defensive line, it can't just be fine. It can't just be a little bit better than above average. It has to kick ass. And they're not even coming close. Even Chase doesn't show up again. Now, these are just the chip metrics and all that stuff. I mean, I know what my eyes tell me. I know that Chase is playing reasonably well, if not pretty well. Better than I thought. Could you imagine how bad they would be if Chase was kind of languishing? The other three guys, quite honestly, have to step it up. Have to be more consistent. Can't wait until the mid part of the third quarter to take over a game. Have to play well against a really good offense. And this Sunday is not a really good offense, but it's an offense that's balanced and has multiple guys that can hurt you. And if you lollygag out there and play like it doesn't matter, they're going to destroy you. Back to the calls. Uh, Let's get to uh, Dean in Germantown next up. What up, Dean? How are you? Russellmania, what's Dave. up, buddy? What's up, baby? Hey, uh, you know me, man. I, I, you know, I'm not voting for for Jack Del Rio to be my president, nor my mayor, governor, nothing like that. <laughs> I used to vote for him to be my defensive coordinator, but now I get I get all this information that he's letting uh, Allen be Allen, letting Payne be Payne, be, be let Chase be Chase. Let uh, sweat be sweat. You know, let them come in to NFL ball and be hyped by their college pedigree. Okay, so I'm 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 a little concerned because you remember when you remember when uh, uh, the Ravens went on they 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 they, they their, their run and they they still use the same formula, whereas though they let the defensive line eat up the line of scrimmage. And let Ray Lewis and Suggs and all the linebackers just, 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 just destroy what's going on. I'm not going to say that's what Ray Lewis's uh, 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 Hall of Fame career is about because that's going to take away from his career. All right. But Sarah Gusser and Adams in the defensive line, I'm not going to say it's a bad, it was a bad choice to put Allen as our leader for the whole entire team, but it's very, very hard for a nose tackle or or, or a, a worn sack, if you will. I don't know why he keeps coming and not be a coach at the end of the day uh, and not be that impactful. Donaldson at, at, at the Rams is a, is, is a freak of nature. 
just like just like just like you know a lot of players yeah. in sports. Okay, but it's very very hard for for Allen to to or defensive line to totally. Die. We have two linebackers, I think, on the the whole entire the whole entire defense team, the whole the team. I I I, 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 don't, I don't know what, what what we're doing right now. At the end of the day, that's why I said the last time I called, I'm pumping my brakes. You know, at the end of the day. So when we say it's coaching, it's halfway coaching. But like you just said, all these, all these, all these freaking analytics stuff. All that's doing is giving excuses for the players not to do what their God-given gift is to do. They're 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 asked to play a game or to play a position. Chase Chase Young gives you his energy, his his, his passion. When you start messing around with 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 passion, with with players that that want to play a game, then you start messing with how they approach stuff. So when you when when you're talking about the offensive line, the other three not doing what they're supposed to mm-hmm. do, it's what raw it's, it's what it's what Jeff Del has put together. He's 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 allowing the the the, the fame of Allen, of pain, of sweat. You better live up to what you're doing, son. You better live up. You better do what you're doing, son. You know what I'm saying? Instead of coaching the game, we know the back end is terrible. We know Forbes is 180 pounds. 180 pounds. Not 195. Enough. We told this man. Yeah. We told this man, SEC, yeah, SEC don't throw the ball. They don't throw the ball. Okay? They throw the ball to a particular receiver right. or right. a particular play, a particular play. D- I'm talking to you about the, the inner – I'm sorry. Yeah, Go no, it's, it's okay. I, I, I got I, I to run because I got to get in some other calls. But it's a good call, and I love the passion. And you're right about a lot of it. Here's the one thing that I would say. when you, Jack is probably guilty of this. We got four horses. The four horsemen. Roll them out. Let's not blitz a lot. Let's not stunt a lot. Let's not do a lot of games. And I don't know. Hoffman, Logan, they break down the tape much more than I'm ever going to. I'll let them kind of deal with that. I just don't see a lot of creativity. Their blitz percentage, just to give you a couple of numbers, again, just to illustrate, 26.9%. Now, that's about 3% higher than it was last year. Maybe 4%. So they're blitzing a little bit more. But when was the last time you saw Cody Barton or Jamin Davis blitz up either side of and either shoulder of the center? When was the last time you saw a defensive line that was jumping around, moving around, shifting around, creating all sorts of chaos before the snap for the offense? When was the last time you saw that? When was the last time you saw a nickel cornerback blitz where the cornerback was actually like near the end of the offensive line or a tight end instead of, again, out in Colorado Springs. When was the last time you saw any of that? If a dummy like me can figure some of this stuff out, and I'm not telling you I have all the answers, if I can tell you that I'm just not seeing it, then why isn't it being done? Because it's all realistic. So sometimes you can roll your guys out and depend on execution. And sometimes you need to figure out a different way 
to make them more effective. And that's probably what's happening here. And again, Jack is blitzing a little bit more, so I can't say he's not. And they're playing a little bit more man, so I can't say he's not. They're trying some things. But they're also not trying enough things that I think might make them more effective. All right, I'll tell you what, 245. Wes and Virginia will be first, uh, uh, and then we'll get to Zeke, and then we'll get to Sage, and we'll get to Mark, and we'll get to everybody. Uh, as we go along here, just be patient. Uh, more of your calls coming straight up. Uh, we'll take the time out right here on the Team 980, always live and free on the Odyssey app. All right, 10 in front of three. Let me give you a number that might blow your mind a little bit that I just found via pro football reference. The commander's hurry percentage, which is defined as quarterback hurries per dropback, is 10.2%. That ranks uh, 3-6-10 in the NFL. Okay. That means they're getting okay. That means they're getting hurries on ten percent of their dropbacks, essentially. You know who's just above them, like as in one tenth of a percentage point above them. The San Francisco 49ers. arguably, if there is an argument, the best defense in the NFL. So. As it's defined by that metric, you think, there's not a lot to see here. They're getting hurries. The problem is, it's hurries per dropback. So, like, sometimes you can get a high volume per dropback, but, but if you're giving up big explosive plays like they are, teams are not dropping back like the commanders are. Because they're not on the field that long. Because you're giving up 50-plus yard plays every time you look. That's the problem. 301-230-0980. Let's go to uh, Zeke in Southeast. What up, Zeke? How are you? Hey, what's up? I guess there must be uh, two dummies because I'm saying the same thing you said (laughs) on defense. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but let me ask you a question. In the NFL, is there second rounders that are better than first rounders? In in terms of picks, in, in terms of where you where you got picked. Oh yeah, sure, I absolutely. Too, I think we put too much emphasis on we got first four, four first rounders on the line. It doesn't mean that there's second rounders that can beat first round. My point is, I think Jack is relying too much on those guys, the front line, to just beat people one on one. And in the NFL. It's man against man. Uh, I agree with you, man. I've never seen them blitz their linebackers up the middle, which is crazy to me. And I think that's a big part of it. Uh, what position – let me ask you a question. What position does Parsons play on in, on Dallas? Micah? What's his position? I mean, Micah yeah. – I mean, he's defined as an edge, but he plays everywhere. Exactly. And I think that's how we should pay Damien. They're not making tackles. Put them on the line. Let them rush from different angles, different sides. I think our defensive philosophy is just messed up. We're dependent too much. You got six men, six or seven offensive men blocking out for every time. Mm-hmm. So not only do you have the five linemen, the two centers, two tackles, and two a center, two tackles, two guards, you also got the running back and also sometimes tight ends. 
You know, all we were rushing is for, we're going to get beat every time. I just don't like our defensive philosophy and depending on those four to get to the quarterback every time. You know, what do you I, think? I, I understand I understand the philosophy when it works. Like, hey, man, like, why should we have to blitz when we have all of this? So I get that. But when I, I guess what I'm what I'm saying is you don't have to necessarily blitz to not just roll out four guys. You can twist, you can stunt, you can game, you can I mean you can do exactly different things without necessarily having to send the kitchen sink. And then you can send the kitchen sink from time to time, or you can just naturally blitz, you know, with five guys, right? Which is considered right. a blitz, even though I don't really consider five guys necessarily a blitz, but whatever. I mean, that's what it's defined right. as. So to me, I think we're on the same page. Jack, Ron, yeah. they they roll it out and they say, okay, we don't want to do anything too crazy because we should be able to get home. And then when they don't get home and their secondary right. gets lit up, then it's become yep. you know becomes a problem. See, and I think a part of NFL is disguising what you're going to do. I yep. mean, like you said, you oh, don't sure. have to blitz every time, but every now and then, put somebody on the line, yep. and pretend that they're blitzing. Absolutely, you know. Absolutely. And I, it just frustrates me because of that. We don't do anything except the same thing every daggone game. That's crazy. I understand. Overall, so, it's yeah. too – It's uh, quite honestly, it's overall, it's too vanilla. Period. Uh, good call, Zeke. Appreciate you. Thanks. Uh, let's get to Nate in Upper Marlboro here before the top of the hour. What up, Nate? How are you? What's up, Chris? How you doing, Nate, man? Nate, my guy. How are you? Ain't not much, man. I'm good. Hey, um, I pretty much agree with all the other callers, man. Jack got a – he got to step it up. You know what I mean? He got to he got to send more pressure. Like you say, he need need to switch people around. And then, like you said, just because you got seven on the line, don't mean you have to send seven. You know what I mean? You can show seven, drop some back sometimes, send five. You know what I mean? And the other problem, I think, <clears throat> with the with the defense also, like everybody else said, Jack is relying too much on the front four. Like I don't care what round you was drafted or how good you are. If I'm off as a coordinator and every time I put on the film, I see your four down linemen in the same spot, mm-hmm. your linebackers in the same spot, the safety's doing the same thing, corners doing the same thing. Not over enough variety, again, absolutely. It's not hard to game plan for, especially if I have dogs on my offensive line and dogs in my tight end and I have dogs in my running back and my quarterback's a dog. So it's not hard to defeat. And then when you don't have a middle linebacker out there, it, that's why all the quarterbacks are running up the middle. That's why all the running backs are running up the middle. Because you can double-team the tackles occasionally and get them out the way. You're not going to win every battle. And you could bring that, that buffalo nickel. You could bring that nickel down, that, that, that safety all you want to. That safety cannot handle alignment unless you have a spectacular strong safety. Other than that, the lineman is going to kick that safety's butt Every time. That's why you need a middle linebacker. And if you look at San Fran, when you see Bosa make a play or a sack, it's magnified because of all the other talent and all the other plays mm-hmm. that are being made by all the other players. Warner, um, the other linebacker. Trey Greenlaw. Green, Greenlaw. Yep. Yeah. You know, all of the, the corner. Everybody is making a play. So it's magnified versus just, just being focused on one group. You know, you know what I mean? You, you know, I I totally uh, smell what you're cooking. So so like going back to your first point, you know, it, it's one thing that I probably haven't stressed enough is you know show six and and you can back mm-hmm. out and drop out. Uh, now now yeah. what what people don't want is to see Montez Sweat and Chase Young in coverage, but there's ways to show something 
and drop guys that you do want in coverage. And exactly. it does, like most of the time, it might be the linebacker. But you know what? Sometimes if you're playing three safeties and you're playing Buffalo nickel or you're playing a traditional nickel, it can be a corner. It can be a slot corner. It can be different people. And again, it can be safeties too. It doesn't just have to be defensive linemen dropping out. It can be anybody. Just give them something else to think about right. and to adjust to. And, right. and I, one I, more thing um, before I go, if I could say, I think the reason why we're seeing this difference with Chase, with the defense, because if you look at Chase when he first, his rookie year, uh-huh. we actually ran a 4-3. Right. And we had actually had a third linebacker. I don't think I like I like Chase. I don't think Chase fits Ron's defense though. I think Chase is the type of player you have to let go. That's why you need three linebackers because you need somebody to cover him. Yeah. Just like we saw in the Denver game when he beat the tackle, made the inside move, and the quarterback was able to go out to the left. Davis filled his spot. Mm-hmm. He was able to do that. You know, because they had the right defense call. But that's not going to happen every time you got two linebackers. Yeah, it's a good point, Nate, and I appreciate you as always. And here's the problem. This team, because they've kind of de-emphasized linebackers since drafting Jamin Davis too high, has – I don't know if they have three good enough linebackers to play every snap or most snaps. And that's why they're playing the three safeties which essentially one of them operates as a linebacker. So uh, maybe it's six or one half dozen of the other, but it's not a bad point is, you know, if you reduce the role, if you will, or the emphasis for pass rushers, maybe you get more production out of them as opposed to having them think, having to think about other responsibilities and other requirements. I mean, again, I'm not a coach, I'm not telling you I watch every single snap. You know, I'll leave that for Hoffman and Paulson on Take Command and on their this show coming up. But I'm just telling you what I, I – I mean, I watch a lot of football. Like, the Jets don't do what the Commanders do. I mean, the Jets were coming after Russell Wilson the other day. They were like a bunch of bulldogs. When was the last time you thought – The Commanders were Bulldogs on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.